Skunk it. Get it started, it ha! Oh, woohoo! Woohoo! I have so many choices of clap. How good's that? I like that you integrated it in. That's what I like to do, Danny. Integrate the clap into your favourite song. <clears throat> I sometimes, when we, we start recording this, I start thinking of like, how is this going to sound coming in from the music? Yeah. Like, where will be the starting point? Uh, Probably won't be here because that's too behind the curtain. This isn't the Wizard of Oz. No. And then we'd have to bring... I feel like too often episodes start with conversations about the clap. <laughs> which is what's happening again now. <laughs> we did a good job on the... Sh- I think it was the Shawshank one where we just ignored it. Yeah. No, or did we talk about it at length on the Shawshank one? I think it was Max and Mary we ignored it. Max and Mary we ignored Mary and it. Max? Oh yeah, which one is it? Mary and Max, I think it is. Alphabetical order. If, they were, if it was in alphabetical order, you won't find out until three letters in who you're dealing with. Aye, yeah, because M.A. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for confirmation. I still think about Mary and Max a lot. Do you? Yeah, that film's kind of stuck with me. I haven't thought about them since they moved away. Oh. Both of them together? Yeah. Okay. What stuck with you about it? I just think about it. I think about the, even in case you haven't watched it, um, the attempted suicide scene a lot with the Mm. orchestra of the picture frames. Yeah, that was really good. I think about that a lot, and I'm like, uh, and now I now maybe it's just because it's been a couple of weeks since we watched it. Yeah. But I think of the the Max's monologues sounded like pitch identical to Brooks from the Shawshank Redemption. Hmm. Because um, I feel like in my head now they have similar voices, and he has that whole big monologue where he talks about how difficult his life is. Um, at the beginning uh, like at that point I'm struggling to remember any of it yeah I would need to go back and listen to me discuss <laughs> it for an hour to remember why I enjoyed it yeah but it's kind of stuck with me I quite like that film that's good I am worried that the how, how you how you how you holding up Danny in the old heat the old Scottish heat we're not used to it eh no not used to it currently uh... so we're recording on <clears throat> what's the date today the 28th of june yep which as it stands is the hottest day of the year in scotland so far definitely feels a like whopping it. 30 degrees <clears throat> we've if, had some heat if we have any year. if we have any american mis- listeners they're probably like they're having a laugh he's these are a laugh that's hot here yeah it's real hot they also measure it in fahrenheit so they're probably thinking you're having a laugh for a different reason as well because I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's like number scale is like 30 is probably like really cold to them yeah it's like alright so you yeah I've to- always been confused by that but I'm not going to go into it now because I'm quite frazzled <laughs> the heat really is it's getting to me now like the closer we're getting to night where now that we're sat at home because hmm. we were at the park earlier and that was nice now that we're at home and the heat hasn't gone away I'm starting to get a little bit a little bit frazzled now hmm brain's starting to get a little bit a little bit melted um so we'll see how this goes uh we've opted to do a little chat-a-thon a little chatty episode Aye, a little... So we just want to catch up danny hi just catch up on uh things that are happening in the world of movies and the what? world of he- other heat places cause other hot places uh, hollywood's pretty hot isn't it, it, it well <laughs> i mean <laughs> as someone who's been there danny um <laughs> I can in fact tell you that it is yeah it's pretty hot yeah. it's, re- it's really yeah 
It's really warm. <clears throat> it's pretty intense. How's, how are they so productive over there? No idea. <laughs> uh, I got that too. I guess because if you're just born into it, you're used to mm. it, right? Because like when I was in another, you place, merely so, adopted the heat. Because I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard Danny. I'm a bit of a man of the world. Um, you know, you've been uh, a few places. You've travelled and you've helped <clears throat> people along the way. I've been here, there, everywhere. I've got a Mallorca uh, magnet on my fridge. There, never been. Just got a magnet. Got it from somebody that I work with. They brought it back from their holiday. Nice okay. of them, wasn't it? That was nice. Real nice. That was very nice. But now people are going to come in, and if I don't bring it up, they're going to think. That you went to, yeah. I've, has he been to Mallorca? So every time a new person comes over, I need to make sure I get that out of the way first thing. So, so this is the living room. I've never been to Mallorca! <laughs> right? It's a present. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, so when I was in Italy, uh, one of the days that I was in Venice, um, it rained quite a bit. Uh, and it was just weird because there was still people kicking about in shorts and a t-shirt and stuff. Mm. Because I guess still even though it's raining it's still really fucking yeah. hot so like nobody kind of like what am i trying to say like i guess nobody bothers like rain or shine it's like it's still hot so mm. you just wear shorts and a t-shirt and i was like we had that here recently though like there was a the last mini heat wave we've had like uh, there was a point where it started raining and it was trying to thunder and mm. i think it mm. did mm. i i was working but i think it did thunder um, but like I remember being out in the rain and like it just started raining and there's this tropical feeling of like but it's not cold and we're so used to rain and cold yeah, yeah, being yeah, yeah. like some, like are not like so integrated with each other that it's bizarre that when when like uh, the rain starts in a heat, um, like in a mean heat wave you're like but I'm but I'm still warm yeah but this is like we kind of have had two waves of it haven't we we had the first wave we're mm. talking about the weather this is such small talk bullshit <laughs> we're talking about the weather but it's exciting and it's a very much a almost a presence in the room right now yeah. as we're recording this. Yeah, the heat. That's it. It's because you're sitting talking to me about Mary and Max and or Max and Mary, and all I'm thinking, I'm just staring at you like I'm so warm, and I see your mouth moving, and I'm going, mm? and my brain's trying. When you were talking about that frame scene, it's trying to conjure it up, but the fact that it's hot keeps taking mm. over. It's like heat <clears> is <throat> the uh, guest of the podcast today. It certainly has is. that much of an effect. I wonder if you can hear it on the mics, not in the room, on the mics, if you can hear the heat. If you just like, like you can hear us sizzling a little That's bit. That's just my skin. I, I also ate a spicy pizza. I was there. We had two, we had spi- both had spicy pizzas, but yeah. I added sriracha sauce to mine oh. and very nearly died because I get like, obviously when you eat spicy food, you get a little bit, you get a little bit hot, a little bit of a spicy boy. Hmm. When you're already hot, that becomes incredibly uncomfortable. It was awful. I had to drink milk for like on its own for the first time in God knows how long. Not since I used to deliver presents on Christmas Day and I uh, drank a glass of milk. You drank lots of milk then. I remember. I remember because you like, had, <laughs> had a milk addiction and we had to do an intervention. That was do it. Do you remember that? Houses, here's a fun fact for you people with kids. Don't leave out milk. Ooh, that's, that's a no present zone. You're not getting any presents. If you don't leave out milk for Santa, he's not oh, going to get any presents because okay. he's got a milk addiction. Oh, I see. Well, fucking what, me? Fuck, I'm sorry, it's hot. <laughs> I, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you were going to make some sort of, like, point. Like, there was a reason you shouldn't leave milk out. I thought you were going to... Honestly, I thought you were going to say something like, the milk goes bad and then you can't drink it. That's a waste. No. Um, That's fair enough. I have a fun thing I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to just turn on the light because it's quite dark. That's quite fun. Um, 
Do you want to see something? Oh, so we're in a new recording studio. Yeah. Do you want to see something fun? You ready for this? Uh, everybody, including the listeners, are ready for this fun thing you're about to show me. Oh! Ah, but, 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 so the lights have come on, but. We got a little. We got a dimmer switch for everyone listening at home. We got a, yeah, dimmer, a dimmer switch. A dimmer switch. Um, and uh, we—he's gone for a very seductive mood, which is pretty sad. Uh, we're in a new. We're in a new flat. Yeah. Which means new recording studio. So where are we this time? Not in a very small cramped bedroom. We're, we're not in a, a very dining room table. We're not, I wasn't. I wasn't finished making my point. I had a whole other bit to the, the, that right, setup okay. and well, you just uh, you can edit fucking ruined it I'm not going to edit out no now. like you could pretend to if everybody at home could mentally edit out when I was trigger happy and interrupted his bit right go back I don't want to do it, it. No. imagine Delete. that imagine because some people listen to this podcast and they're like oh yeah you guys are really funny together and I'm like imagine if I was just like you don't hear the the other hour <laughs> that I have to edit out of us getting angry at one another for stepping on each other's bits hmm I don't mean. <laughs> do I mean one thing or the other thing? Who knows? You mean both. Bits and bits. Aye. Which one comes first? You don't find out till four letters in. Aye. I have like bits of uh, Lego on the floor, and you always step on them. But let's not talk about the heat anymore. It's too hot. But we're in a new recording studio, and that's fun. We're at a dining table hmm. now. It feels very adult. What do you think of the new recording studio? It's lovely. I think the big tell will be. I, I found with the past couple of places is like, how much stuff does the mic pick up? Yeah. So now. We're in a big, we're in a huge room now. We're in a mm. living room, uh, but right next to a window that's next to a road. Mm. Is it going to pick up the cars? I'll find out when I'm editing. And, and you and, and, have found out now because you're like, why can't they get past that car? Why are you going to keep car? The listeners will be able to hear it now. <sighs> like, Do you want me to write down the time code of every car? <laughs> and see if I can cover it up with something else? Like, uh Random explosion noises outside to make it sound like we're in the midst of a battle. Yeah, well, we are, aren't we? Well, yeah, because people have gone insane from the heat. Yeah, so they've started killing each other Um, with bombs. Danny, big event Mm. happening right now. I know what you're going to say. In the world, Mm. the old uh, World Cup. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Love Island. Uh, Of course, of course, Love Island is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Do you? Let side note before we get into the World Cup. Right. Love Island. (laughs) Did that just come out of fucking nowhere? Let me ask you this. See, before about three weeks ago, had you ever heard of it? Yes. Before this season started, had you ever heard of it? Yes. Really? I had, actually. Really? But I actually always thought Love Island was a, like some really old reality a show. A lost think... spin-off? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I always thought it was an old reality TV show. Or maybe I'm confusing it with something else that's quite similar. Yeah. But I'd always, like, I was surprised that, like, it's was around and still going but i think maybe i've got it confused with something else but like i had heard of it before i'd never i'd never heard of it and then i just think i saw something very passive on facebook about it one day and then since that day i've not heard the end of it yeah it's everywhere love island's just everywhere it's it sponsors like fucking bottles of shampoo and stuff at my work it's really strange it's on the front covers of all these magazines everyone on facebook's talking about it oh do you ever just get stressed out when Love Island started and you haven't cleaned your room? And I'm like, huh. I don't get it because I don't, I've not, I don't, I don't even know what the show is. I don't know the conceit of the show. I have no idea. I guess I don't. I, I feel like in my head I've always thought, well, it's a, an island of love. So. Is it an island? Is it? It's not like that one where it was like, what was it called? It was like Ship X'd. 
or something where there was a bunch of people on an island with their ex-girlfriends is that it's not that show though i don't think it is that show no but what is with all these shows of people getting put on islands <laughs> is love island even set on an island i have no idea i'm pretty sure it's big brother on an island isn't it do you have your phone yes I look do. up what love island is right, what just what's love island podcast, podcast. um because it's not something I'm gonna. I feel like it's not something it's not in, in my own time yeah, that I'm gonna be in interested your, uh, enough to. It's not really in our wheelhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Find out for us, Danny. Okay, you, you, you say something. What do you want me to say? Uh, what do you think is more interesting right now, the World World Cup or Love Island? Um, well, World Cup to me only because it plays on my, uh, my work. So I have like you know because it's a screen in the room and I'm yeah. like watching it, and I have uh, I've watched games and. Even like I'm not a football fan. Um, yeah. I've just ne- never really been able to get into it. I played it as a kid, not really. After that. <laughs> I would like to have seen that. Uh-huh. I would have liked Excuse to me, have seen I've got football trophies. Spry little dad. Really? Yeah. Really? Hi. I'm learning so much about you on this yeah, podcast. I have, what uh, were your football trophies for? <laughs> Participating. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Um, I can't actually remember. They were at home. That was like. Cheered the loudest. Primary. On the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was a cheerleader, yeah. Um, it was the the best skirt. Is oh, that's that, cute. Yeah. That um, was, uh... how do you feel about some of the sort of changes that the World Cup has made this year, though? Um, well, since the last World Cup was four years ago, and I don't retain things from four days ago, mm. I don't know what the changes were. Because obviously, we both watched the World Cup, yeah, religiously. Obviously, like we've hung out every day, watched all three matches. We're recording this in the sort of interval. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got another one to go. The live to. stream is on. Like, Who's playing next? Right, yeah, Flintstones versus what were those? The, what were the space? The Jetsons. The Jetsons. Yeah, that's who's playing next. Well, the Jetsons have got an advantage, haven't they? Like a techno- technological yeah. advantage. Yeah, of course. But then the Flintstones have the dinosaurs. The Flintstones have more time on their sides because they're older. Because they were around in the prehistoric times. Oh, no, I don't know where that was going. <laughs> but they know it's a weird bet. <laughs> the Jetsons have a lot more time, history, culture-wise yeah, on their true. side. But the Flintstones have raw, brute, animalistic strength. Yeah, but the Jetsons have a like robot maid. They have a robot maid. That's true. But there's a robot maid playing in the game. Yeah, yeah but like the maid is programmed to do whatever the Jetsons needed to do. Dust like things. Football. Uh, and and win football. It's pretty good. It's uh, like the Meeseeks from Richard and Mortimus. Well, like, um, oh. di- di- Dino, he's a, he's a good player, but you that's know, it. Random. Do they get dinosaurs? Well, they they do, but like you can't control them. I and mean, we've all yeah, seen but Jurassic not, well, World. I mean, we've all seen Jurassic World too, far too. So you know you can't control dinosaurs. <laughs> so like you can put a laser on the football and the dinosaur will go over, <laughs> uh, but it most with, likely with more the coordination than a human, Danny. Yeah. Don't forget that. That's the important part. Yeah, obviously. What a fucking dumb movie. But we're not going to waste time talking about it because I don't want to waste time talking about it. Um, um, my the biggest change I've noticed is um the the, the do you watch it with the commentary? Yes. You. How do you feel about the fact that the every match is now commentated by the whole the narrator from Come Down with Me? Has that been quite an interesting change they've made? Oh my god, I've never noticed that. It is quite bizarre. He's always making little quips when they try to score a goal. Oh, you're gonna have to do better than that, Jeffrey. You know, he's always. Oh, put those chips in the oven. You know, he's always saying that, <laughs> which is which is man. his phrase for. Get the goal in the ball. I mean, uh, get the ball in the goal. But get the ball. Get the goal. <laughs> get the goal in the ball. One of the, the other. One of the other many changes. <laughs> 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 
this year they've had to change it because like usually they go for more athlete footballers but yeah, now yeah, they've yeah. had to go for muscle builders again which is why the, the Flintstones I reckon would win but Aye. then the Jetsons have they probably have technology they well they have a flying car <laughs> so you, the flying car just picks up the goal what <laughs> absolute <laughs> fucking nonsense imagine, this is what people, absolute dribble imagine people like the players lifting up the goals and the ball's just in the middle of the pitch and the whole team's like running to each other as fast <laughs> as they can trying to get the ball trying to get the goal over the ball first nonsense that was fun though that was that went to, got to a good bit um, uh, have you found the fucking conceit of Love yeah, Island yeah it's right, right in front of me I'm not even like I wasn't able to read and talk at the same time uh, English television I shouldn't have showed you just there I'm sorry we'll, we'll cut that out later well, that's one of the violent things yeah. <laughs> like you've already thrown two knives at me so far we'll, we'll get the little argument I do keep well. them I mean we're at the dining room table I say dining room. It's a bit of the living room. Here's <laughs> <laughs> on that. Um, it's open plan. That's the open plan. The yeah, decor. I think that's how it was listed on the on the on the site when we got it. But it like, like open plan living room. This is dining a spacious room. open plan. Usually when they say open plan, uh, there's the sofa and then the tables right behind it. Yeah, like um, really really small. We room. get a good chunk of space here. Ah, uh, you get. A I mean, you are still a bit like you got to kind of edge your way in. That's plenty of hard for here. a fat boy, but. It's plenty of space here. Usually, open plan is so small. Thanks, man. You're so kind about my flat. It's a lovely flat. Oh. I didn't build it. Well, you should get the credit. Yeah, I've decided you should get the credit. <laughs> uh, English television and radio presenter Caroline Flack hosts this British reality dating show where single people move to a luxury paradise in the hope of finding love uh, and the summer of their okay. life. Throughout the series, Caroline drops in unannounced to deliver shock twists Whoa. and surprise Whoa. announcements. That will test the relationships between the islanders. To remain in their luxury paradise, contestants must couple up and win the hearts of each other and the public as they ultimately decide who stays on Love Island and who goes. Oh, okay. I'm not going to watch it. Maybe I will. Well, in the last season, you had to bring the love to the island, but now it's like the goal thing where you have to bring the island to the love. Yeah. Is your is your lady partner into it? No. No. But then we don't, like, have... We don't really watch live TV. Live TV. Like broadcast TV, rather. I, so we, we just moved into a new flat. The flat came with a TV. First flat I've had, I've been, this is my fourth flat in six years. Um, First flat that's had a working satellite. So we get regular TV. I was buzzing. Yeah. For about a minute. And then I realized that there's never anything on and I've not had it on since. Literally, <laughs> I come home from work at about about three o'clock and come down with me is on more four that's like the extent of it tv shit Hmm. can't get rid of tv we don't need it anymore but um yeah uh but like i yeah i get that it's like you don't have like a it's not like a reality show or anything yeah like you what netflix doesn't really do many reality shows they have like hell's kitchen but it's like such old season i've watched um they do have nailed it have you watched nailed it i have no idea what nailed it is nailed it is the netflix original like cooking show where it's uh it's like an american one where uh they uh bring in these you know average americans and heard uh, of them um, they show them a cake they have to design and in like two or three hours or whatever they have That's to quite recreate the cake and it's usually fucking elaborate ones you look at it and go Jesus Christ the last one of the the last episode of the first season was a, a cake of Donald Trump 
Really? Like it was just like a, like a what do you call it? Like a, a bust okay. that from the shoulders wow. up to the head of Donald Trump. Where would you even start? I know. Uh, they give right recipes and stuff um, to, to start them off. But even then, they're like so many things that they'll fuck up. And it's, it's, it's quite fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, I like the French chef that's in it. I can't remember his name. I wish I could. Shout out to him because he's. A, I'm sure, you're listening. He's a yeah, because yep, because he likes making chocolate and he's he's quite adorable. I have a small man crush on this chef. Yeah, yeah, I have a small man that's crush. Nice. On this chef. That's nice that you got a little man, a little boy crush. Yeah, on this this adorable French chef. Yeah. So that's Love Island, and uh, that's the world. Cup. And that's nailed it as well. And nailed it. Yeah. Where do we go from here, Danny? I don't know. Um, on this chatty, chatty episode. I have a talk. I have actual film topics. I just don't know if I'll be able to hold a conversation about them in this heat. Go on. We can try. We can definitely try. We can try. I mean, Shall it's we kind try? of our obligation to as a movie podcast host. Yeah, but you know what? It's our movie podcast. And if we want to talk about fucking the Jetsons versus the Flintstones, that's our right as American citizens to do so. You know, there's a fan theory where they're in the same universe. Yeah, that makes sense. Or isn't all the Hanna Barbera stuff No, but like... There? Same the universe? Jetsons are the higher class and they're uh, above the Flintstones. Oh, I've never heard that so before. So apparently the Flintstones are supposed to be set like in an apocalyptic world where it's not actually in the past. And the je- okay, yeah, and the Jetsons have... But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. everything's been destroyed and like dinosaurs have come back up after mutation and the Jetsons actually live above the Flintstones but don't interact with them. Does that make... Spoilers for Jurassic World 2. Does that make the Flintstones the natural progression from Jurassic World 2 it could be because obviously it ends with the dinosaurs getting out in and say and then there's the or about 10 of them yeah 10 of them which apparently spoilers for Jurassic World apparently constitutes Jeff Goldblum saying oh welcome to Jurassic World not just because it's a cool line but because no there's dinosaurs here there's dinosaurs in one city aye but they'll 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 shoot them find a way to multiply shoot them you know what else will find a way the military (laughs) Don't just hire Chris Pratt with his fucking little clicker thing controlling the raptor. Get get guns in. Get guns. Big guns. Should we do we do we just do a little review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, even though it's been a while? It's do we do a little review? Yeah, I mean I could about try how terrible and, it is. I could try and summon and it's any, atrocious. <laughs> uh any enthusiasm to do a review of yeah. a, such a Not a review. We just like, like in no, I mean like in the sense that I don't know what I I'd almost don't care enough about this yeah. film because it's so bland to even think of what to criticize because like it's just boring. It's just bland and like yeah, I I the only um real compliment I would give it is that like it's a cool setup for a sequel. But But is it? Well, I think it is the idea of like I think it's a natural progression. Uh, that the end the dinosaurs get released and hopefully the idea would be I, they're not going to be around for long. The dinosaurs in that city. Like they're going to get, like, the second, like, the bit when the T-Rex goes up to the lion, it's like, that thing cannot stay hidden for very long. Yeah. If they, they're going to, the government's going to take it the fuck out. But I think the idea is that they'll, um, multiply quickly. Uh, Hopefully that's the idea, because that would be Jurassic World. What they fucking? Huh? Well, they didn't, they they were, remember, they were all um, female in the first one. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point of Nature Finds a Way. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Or fuck them. I, I like that your classy question was what they fucking. <laughs> Scott Morrison, what are they fucking, man? What are they fucking? That's, well, that's I what forgot I forgot that I it was. Yes, I should know that because that's. That's the famous line. It's like a really good movie. Um, the first one. Yeah. How did you feel about the. <clears throat> How did you feel. Right, see, you know what I think my big problem is with, with this one, with these movies, is that I don't like 
the initial setup of the whole making new dinosaurs. And so because I don't like that, I just don't like what these films are about now. It's like the core plot is for me like something I, I'm not enjoy, I'm not into. So mm. therefore, the whole thing's not working. But I can at least let the first one pass. This one though is just diabolical. It's terrible. Like like this this dinosaur they bring in this this hybrid dinosaur between a raptor and the Indominus Rex is that yeah. what it's called. <clears throat> like. It's supposed to be the most powerful predator on the planet, and it can smell for great distances and hear for great distances. And open doors. And open doors, and it can hunt, you know, from bloody miles away somehow. It can see lasers. But then they have this whole scene where Chris Pratt and the gang are just sneaking around this little, little statue... And the raptor keeps like he keeps doing that thing where he looks around the corner, but oh, they've already moved around the next bit, and then what? And it's like you're meant to be like the most ferocious hmm. killer on the planet, but yet you can't see them or hear them when they are three feet in front of you. It's terrible. And it takes all tension out of that scene, and it just becomes like a dumb comedy. <clears throat> and like, yeah, I just hated it. Stop, stop with this shit. Like my um um problem with. Jurassic World films is not even the uh, not even the premises, even like the stories. It's just the characters. Yeah, they're... I think they're god awful. Yeah. At first, I actually think the um, second one does a better job with um, oh, what's her name? Uh, uh, uh I know Dallas Howard. Da- da- Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, I <sighs> think they do a better job with her slightly because she isn't that weird business yeah. stereotype goes around and heals dinosaurs with just statistics I don't have a heart like she <laughs> she actually has to like progress somewhat as a character um, but like both of them Chris Pratt's weird smugness he has throughout the whole yeah. films I just I hate the characters that's it so at much. least there was kind of a point to all the characters in the original like a lot of their ones in the original are quite broad strokes but they all have a unique kind of personality hmm. to them and stuff but like what is Chris Pratt like I don't even know his name. It's Chris Pratt. No. It's Chris. It's that's who I see when I watch the movie. Like I don't know who he's supposed to be in the movie. Hmm. Like he's just a strong man who can do everything, and everyone's silly and wrong because he knows everyone's just a dumbass except for him. Like that's it. I hate it. Uh, he's always outside. He's he's fixing his motorbike. He's uh. building a house. He's a man of nature. Ah, oh, you shouldn't interrupt with nature. Like ah, oh, he's so smug. And then the shit like the whole plot line. So the, tw- the there's a girl, there's a young girl character, mm. a child, and because you know apparently they have to be in all the Jurassic Park movies. We can't just have a movie with no children. It has to be in all of them, which is annoying. No. But in this one, she's pointlessly in it, and then at the end, <clears throat> it's revealed that she's a clone of her mother. Is that right? Was her mother a relevant character? No. Okay. Because I thought... I remember thinking, like, it's going to turn out to be Laura Dern's kid or something. I was like, it doesn't make sense. Hi. But I was like, that might be what, what's going on. That'll tie it back in. But it's... I think it was the daughter of John Hammond's... Business it? partner. Yeah. The old man in the film. And it, she, but she turns out to be a clone. And, like, A, that twist is not set up very well no uh, and then B when it's revealed it's revealed in just the most blase way like it's not done in an interesting way or anything it's just Rafe Spall's character just tells the audience she's a clone but it's like in such a passive way where he's like yelling something at Chris Pratt and he's like 
oh, you didn't know she's a clone? And you're like, oh, what? And I think that shows how terribly executed the movie is, where in a film about people cloning dinosaurs, the idea of cloning humans still seems stupid to me. Hmm. How do you feel about it? Um, I guess, like, the, that's kind of the problem, isn't it? Because, like, it, cloning humans is a fascinating thing, and there's a great scientific... There's that... Oh, what's that film called with Eva Green and Matt Smith that's really bizarre Ooh. and good? I think that actually might just be called Clone. Maybe it's just called Clone. Maybe. Um, but that's, like, the weirdness of it, that she gives birth to her, her dead boyfriend's clone, and, like, there's some really cool interesting <laughs> that's stuff. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> there's some really cool interesting stuff with that, all of that. But to dive any deeper in that would sell out the like the core of the property. Like yeah. Jurassic World can't be about um, cloning people because it's about cloning Clone dinosaurs. dinosaurs. And if you make it cloning people, then you might as well just start making sequels to like Never Let Me Go or The Beach or something. Like you're going in a, such a weird direction, mm. you might as well not be calling yourself Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Do you think it's that there isn't really it? Do you think they're just not that, that that so far the people writing these films haven't been creative enough to come up with anything an interesting sequel to Jurassic Park? Because Jurassic Park is such an interesting film, and then hmm. like what's like the Lost World? I I like the Lost World for one reason and one reason only, which is that it's very hard to come by a Jeff Goldblum led film. Hmm. So I'll watch the Lost World all bloody day, mate. Whole weird kickflip scene that the girl does and everything. Um, but like. Jurassic World 3 is just nothing. It's just about nothing. Hmm. And then... Jurassic Park. Jurassic World, as I said, I mean, I guess it is. It's an interesting premise, I guess. I feel like what they So maybe I'm wrong. But maybe I'm wrong, but then maybe the, 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 the whole thing that fucks up with Jurassic World is like... the par- Opening the park's a bad idea. You knew it was a bad idea. They tried it once, and it fucked up, hmm. ma- like, majorly. And, like... You know what else annoys me? And I won't take credit for this. I had this pointed out by a thing I watched recently. Uh, like a video on YouTube. I would credit it, but I can't remember who it was. But they, they said that, like, Lost World, it shows how uninterested the writers are in having any kind of consistency with the rest of the movies. Because the character who is in charge of the park, the guy who's, like, above Bryce Dallas Howard, is like, oh, I opened this park because it was John Hammond's dying wish. To, to for me to open up his park it's like well it definitely wouldn't have been his wish yeah. because the whole point of that character's arc in the original movie was that he realises what a dumb idea this was and that he can't play god hmm. that is a good point yeah it's a, it's a, yeah it's a, like it's such a good point and that in a way just kind of I feel like to me just shows how little care there is put into these or it's like you didn't even think to just you didn't even just think to think about the first movie, like, at all. The one that's good. The one that people like. At the moment, I would categorically say there's not a good sequel to Jurassic no. Park. Jurassic World has its moments, 100%, but I still wouldn't say it's, like, a, a good movie. See, it's weird, because, like, the, the trilogy so far almost has, like, good I Someone had a good idea on the whiteboard, but no one... As kind of as you say, no one's been interested enough to write anything. Uh, Jurassic World, like, reopening the park is almost the, the, the first... Like, the only place to go after the Jurassic Park yeah. sequels. Re- it's a kind of weird, stupid, but, like, reopening the park is the only way to go. The sequel, the idea of... I really like the idea of should we save these dinosaurs? Uh-huh. Because it is weirdly, like, kind of philosophical question a bit of existential like 
are we have do we should we save these things that we created uh-huh. that should actually not even exist anymore and the idea of the third one um which i did mention earlier is um kind of the only interesting part of jurassic world 2 is that they set up that there could be like a uh, jurassic world 3 could be about an america where dinosaurs were everywhere yeah. that's a really cool idea that is if cool, you yeah. were if you had it in the hands of anyone who gave uh-huh. a fuck yeah. about um, that premise. So all three of them have like interesting premises or interesting ideas of some form, but don't do anything with mm-hmm. them, which is such a shame because they they like you wouldn't think that a Jurassic Park sequel would work, but they have kind of tried to spring it in a direction that could work. But no one's interested in making a story. No one's interested in keeping it logical. No one's interested in any decent characters yeah. they're out of all of the Jurassic World films uh, the both of them that have been out I don't think there's one decent character I no. don't, can't think of one how uh, you, and I, like don't bother, why bother having actual characters Danny with depth or emotion when we can have some young hipsters woo who scream and are sassy hmm. and they're just so much and so much fucking fun I hate it I hate those two characters. The two young characters. Yeah, they get introduced them. in the second Especially, one. there's that whole sequence where they, the, the guy and Bryce Dallas Howard are... This is it. I have no idea what the characters' names are. <laughs> like, the, the the kid and Br- Br- the Bryce Dallas Howard... Let's call her Dalhow for short, because that's getting t- tough to say. Um, they're in... They get locked in this control room, and then this big scary carnivore dinosaur starts coming in. And it's a tense moment, I'll give it to them the way they shot it with the, where the, the kind of spark keeps going off and you can see it getting closer to them down the tunnel and then the guy lets out a big old scream and she's like oh see I told you it wasn't a T-Rex he's like how was that bear and I'm like could we not have just had like an actual moment of tension and could yeah. you maybe react like real people and not people in a movie hmm. I don't know I tell just, you who just, just a thought yeah <laughs> make him more realistic because he's just the that that teenage that geeky teenager is just yeah. the guy who's scared that's his thing yeah and they did kind of the same thing in the first Jurassic World but Jake uh, Jake Johnson is cool I like yeah. Jake Johnson is he basically Jake? plays himself doesn't he is it Jake Johnson yeah it is isn't it I think so I feel like Jake Johnson is the musician that's Jack Johnson I think yeah I think I'm pretty sure it's Jake Johnson the There's no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. <laughs> Copyright. One thing I would say uh, closing Jurassic World 2 is I wouldn't blame the director as much. Um, he's a good director. He's yeah. a good director. I've Mar- forgotten his name. Is so that AJ Bowen? Yeah, he yeah. did The Orphanage. was a fu- fucking Orphanage fantastic. and When a Monster Calls is uh, very good as well. Uh, Orphanage is a fantastic um, horror film. Um, I wouldn't blame him as much because the best scene of Jurassic World 2 is that opening scene. With the big water dinosaur. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. the way. Like, yeah, you thought that was the best scene. Oh, I, I thought it was beautifully directed. Yeah, they were they're underwater and then like the light goes over and you see the silhouette of the yeah. big sea monster and oh, that's a fucking amazingly directed that's true. scene. And uh, some of the there are scenes in this that look really well directed. Um, as much as like I think Colin Trevorrow, he has actually writing credits now and stuff. So yeah. Um, I always thought maybe Jurassic World wasn't quite his vision. It was a studio posi- um, position and like it was very safe. But uh-huh. if it is, he's, he seems to be doing nothing to fight it to make it any interesting, no. any more interesting. But maybe he thinks this is interesting. Mm, I mean, maybe. like I said, some people are into it. I guess like it's it's fine. It's fine. It's just not for us. <coughs> um, 
And I just hated how it ended on the same beat of it's a bunch of evil scientists packing up yeah. DNA samples and flying off to an unknown, unknown location. It's like, great. Great. I can't wait for Jurassic World 3. Jurassic World, it's land of before time. It's land of present time. With dinosaurs in it. What was Who, How are they going to get fucking Laura Dern to come back for her courtroom drama yeah. scene? How are they going to get that to happen? Or Sam Neill. I don't think Sam Neill would do it. Because he barely wanted to come back for three. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Which, Maybe if you know, she was like, I can oh, write I'm... all kinds of numbers on this check, Dr. Grant. That's probably how they got him to come back. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, fuck it. It's a terrible movie. Um, <laughs> don't see it. Um, I I wanted to talk about, because recently we watched Shawshank Redemption and showed it to J- Jamie Boyle. Yeah. And we had a fun old time talking about uh, seeing classic movies for the first time and stuff like that. I kind of wanted to talk about that but springboard into a different topic All right. I've been thinking about so on Tuesday night I watched The Deer Hunter for the first time okay you ever seen The Deer I've Hunter I've actually not seen The Deer Hunter mm-hmm. that's a classic mm-hmm. film I've not seen I'd never seen it do you know why I'd never seen it three hours long yeah, who's got time for that but I got plans cancelled on me so I was like fuck it I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna watch it finally and it was great hmm. really really great um, tremendous acting from like it's weird seeing young Christopher Walken and young Meryl Streep. Did he not win the Oscar for that film? I did, I think. Which is weird because I would say Robert Nero is the best part of it. Yeah. Um, but basically, the, the, too quickly, bring up Sweet Danny. It is about three men, three Russian American men who go off to Vietnam and they get captured and they're forced to play Russian roulette together. And so the film's split into kind of three parts. There's about an hour before they go to Vietnam where they have a big wedding and everyone's happy and stuff and you get introduced to all the characters. And then the second hour is kind of mostly Vietnam stuff. And then the third hour is about how it affects the men after the fact. And I really, really loved it. I thought it was really interesting. So I was doing some reading afterwards. And the whole general... The conceit of the film of this Russian roulette game that is that they're forced to play... There is no evidence to support the fact that Russian roulette ever that was ever a thing that was that happened in Vietnam. Mm, like okay. there's no evidence to support it. There's apparently no reports of it ever happening. Um and there's it's kind of set up in two different ways in the film. The first is when they are prisoners of war and it seems like the guards are literally just passing time in the most sadistic way possible by making the prisoners play Russian roulette together. But later on in the film, it turns out that there's proper gambling rings set up. Okay. Where people play Russian roulette for extortionate amounts of money because gambling with your life. Um. So yeah, Hogan's Eat the film didn't really happen. Okay. And so I read a, I read a little thing about what Roger Ebert had to say about the movie when it came out. And his response to the criticism that it was all made up was, who the fuck cares? Most movies are made up. Doesn't matter. It works as a good analogy that the whole idea of these guys were going to Vietnam, didn't know if they were coming back. They were gambling with their lives. The director has found a mechanic that lets him summarize that in a quick sort of 20-minute sequence in the middle of the film. So he was like, who cares? And so I was wondering, Danny, if you had any sort of thoughts or opinions, probably should have prepared you for this one, on... Or we could just have a general chat. I don't know how much there will be to say about it. No, how I smart we are do have about, about sort of about like... 
manipulating history for the sake I of I do have something to say about that. Well, you bloody go ahead and I say it, my friend. Um, it's really, really interesting because like, I, I, I kind of agree with Roger Ebert to a degree. Like, Obviously, there's you watch something like The Social Network and you kind of have a, a, a sense that like it didn't quite happen. Like it didn't this. quite go down like this. Yeah, yeah. They dramatic. actually have a great... They have, they, have you ever heard... Have you seen the thing where they kind of address that fact in the movie? Like in yeah. the dialogue? So at the end of the film, when she... It's uh oh, what is her name? The girl from Parts and Rec. You know who I'm talking about? The girl who's the lawyer in Social oh. Network. You remember who I'm talking about? She plays Anne in Parts and Rec. I forgot yeah, her name. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, her it's character at the end of the film says, "What is he?" She says like, "Um, it's just sixty percent of like emotional testimony, or no? She says like ninety percent of emotional testimony is fictional." Hmm. Uh, and then she says, he says, oh, and what about the other 10%? And she says, perjury. Every creation story needs a villain. So they're, in a way, it kind of feels like David Fincher is admitting, like, it probably did, didn't really go down like this. This is all very dramatized. Hmm. But makes for a good bloody film, though, doesn't it? Yeah. These are all walking out being like, this was good. And it is very good. But, like, it's, it's interesting because, like, there's um, the personal aspect of it all. Because uh, especially when you're talking about people, the deer hunter kind of feels weird because like um, it's an event. It's an event. A... Yeah, like Vietnam is an event, and like you're not by doing this, you're not really criticizing Vietnamese soldiers or like specifically. It's especially like you're not naming people. Yeah. Uh, but in social say something like social network, you are naming um, real people. Yeah. I was about to say Mark Kamoto. Because yeah, cause Mark Zuckerberg. Because nobody in social network, there no names are changed or anything. No, it's Mark Zuckerberg, and um, he is a real person who goes about his day, and he could be seen as um, represented by the movie. Because there's probably like Mark Zuckerberg in real life does seem like a, a very bizarre human being, but not. But not, Jesse Eisenberg not like levels, yeah, stunted. like the way he portrays him, yeah, yeah, not like stunted. Um, so like, yeah, there's effect, and there's stuff like the Robin Williams film Patch Adams, which has uh, like changes a lot of stuff, and um, the real guy that's based on doesn't like the film because he think it misrepresents what he, Patch Adams, Robin Williams. Yeah, I've never film. seen Patch Adams. See, it's it's about this doctor, and like the 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 way the film describes it. Is like, oh, his doctor's trying to cure everyone by making them laugh. Where um, is that the how... one where he, he, there's the line where he's like, "What is it? You treat a condition, you win, you lose. But if you treat a person, I guarantee you, you win every time." Is that that movie? That could be. It's been a long. Where time he's making since a big I've speech to the Adams. courtroom or something. That that does yeah. sound like Patch Adams. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But like he and um, the film simplifies it to um, making people laugh and. Um, is is how like you go about helping to cure stuff, whereas the real guy is like, well, what my film like is a, a bit more complicated than that, mm-hmm. and then it treats like real tragedies. Like uh, in the film, he has uh, Patch Adams has his love interest, and his love interest dies and stuff like that. Um, but in real life, the love interest as in doesn't exist. Uh, the person who died was a male friend of Patch Adams, who is he had no sort of romantic affiliation with yeah so that's kind of weirdly personal to attack on that mm. but i think the biggest example and the one i want to build up to because i think it's the thing go for it 
is the most uh, kind of most grotesque version of it oh, is yeah. are you thinking of titanic i wasn't thinking of titanic right well i was gonna talk about titanic because there is a yeah fuck, person yeah. on titanic uh, in the film who's uh, based on a real person name and all who uh-huh. in the film shoots himself when the uh, ship starts sinking um like he he's like a he's a, a crew member of the ship and he shoots himself um because he's panicking and he, blah, 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 blah. he doesn't help anyone it's like the coward's way out in real life he didn't do that he huh. didn't actually shoot himself which is terrible because yeah. that guy presumably has family that's still alive and like it shits on the memory of a real life person yeah. who didn't do what it's depicted so like I, I that's kind of the the rebuttal to Roger Ebert I agree you to I agree with you to an extent but if you're doing something like this where you're depicting someone explicitly almost the opposite and using their name and all Mm-hmm. then um, it's a negative. You can't do that. That's like almost a personal attack that's unjustified. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a tragedy and this real person was affected by this tragedy and I believe he did die on the Titanic. I yeah, it's like you could have done head. that same moment to anyone with a fictional, yeah, fictional character, character. Yeah, because there were so, there's loads of fictional characters in that movie anyway, But they so. chose a real life person. I mm-hmm. believe James Cameron did apologise to his hometown or something like that. It's been a while since I've read up any of this. Like he called the hometown. Yeah, they all hello, gathered around the speakerphone. It's, it's the hometown. Uh, he apologized about it because it's a shitty thing. Was to that your do. James Cameron impression? Yes, obviously. I feel like that's my hello. <laughs> hello, this is James Cameron. Just the hometown. <laughs> I just took a break between Avatar sequels. I wanted to phone home and make sure you guys are okay with me pretending that your 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 son of your town has uh, killed himself like a coward. Took a break between Avatar sequels. Have you not even had a sequel yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, they filmed one together, so you probably wouldn't get a break. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's a a huge thing that really like depiction of a thing that's false in real life so i guess it, it just depends um on how you're tackling it mm-hmm. um so he, but then i guess something i just thought of while you were talking about it is like it might not be the the portraying like this sort of russian roulette thing might not be in a personal attack on someone but there could be a case made that it portrays the vietnamese in a very bad light yeah especially not so much the sort of prisoner situation but these people who are gambling over Russian roulette doesn't paint them in a very good light does it yeah and granted obviously it's not saying the whole culture is like that but you know I guess you yeah I'd agree with that and there is there is something to say about that I guess you'd have to remember to contextualize it as as a film that was released very much near the time so it's like in that almost in a sense it's not really a justification it's almost in like a a, a reasoning that like um, films where near World War Two films where Germans were the bad guys is a bit more understandable because yeah. that's where the culture was at the time. Yeah. Um, even if you're not depicting, even if you are kind of like depicting Germans as uh, as Nazis rather than Nazis who um, were some like German. Um, but like, it's not a justification. It's just a reasoning. It's just like the the general consensus. Um, even when you watch well like, yeah but I don't feel like I, I feel like why, why unless you're making like a hard fictional film why bother trying to make up stuff that the Nazis did like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's that um, oh I had a, another example actually I was uh, I've there's a film it's a really 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 bizarre film <sighs> called Wired have you ever heard of Wired nope. are you a fan of John Belushi 
Yeah, uh, kind of, I guess. The life and tragic tragic tragedy of John Belushi is he died of uh, a drug overdose um, at 33. And there's a film that came out that was called um, Wired, and it was about it was about his death. Um, and it's so it's a mental film. It's weirdly mental. And there's a really famous guy who plays John Belushi, and he does a really fucking Why good job. Why am I blanking on who John Belushi is? See, I don't have my phone sat next to me. It's, uh, is... he, oh, okay, he's, yeah, he's yeah. Fam- John Belushi is he's famous yes. for Blues Brothers. He's uh, famous for SNL. He did Animal House. Uh, he did all these fucking incredible. He's like a fucking amazingly funny actor he mm. can convey so much religious and expression um, he's even part of Second City and all of that stuff uh, so he like he died at 33 drug overdose did a little he was apparently this insanely charismatic person uh, they made a film about him and um, uh, it it portrays his like he's he's John Belushi's dead but then his body comes back to life oh. and uh, he meets an angel and uh, he's shown through like almost in it's a wonderful life sense um, like aspects of his life he's shown through it and all these different things but also there's some really strange aspects one of the most noteworthy is that John Belushi's body is having an autops on autops on he and like the John Belushi himself is screaming in agony uh, as like there's a, a sitcom laugh track happening around oh. it's this fucking off the wall who thought this was a good idea film about a real life person who at that point had only fairly recently Died, yeah. passed away and was um, apparently it didn't it, like it didn't do well at all mostly because um, it was like uh, stunted releases by people who knew John Belushi yeah. and hated the way this film depicted him it basically comes off as like a, a don't do drugs kids film uh, where he has wow, to come to this really fascinating dramatically um, like this really sort of dramatic like oh I shouldn't do drugs and stuff like that and that's what it's trying to do but it's so tasteless and yeah. so fascinatingly offbeat oh he was played by Michael Chiklis yes that's what? it. I knew it was someone who was quite famous, and he'd like. It's worth watching the film just to see Michael Chiklis like do John Belushi. He was a fucking fantastic John Belushi. But it's just a bad taste. It, the film is in such bad, oh, fascinatingly in such bad taste, and it's based on a. Oh, there's this whole stuff as well. It's based on a a, a, a book written by a guy called Bob Woodward, uh, who is a character in the film. He the auto, um, the biographist of John Belushi uh-huh. plays a part in John uh, in the film about John Belushi's oh. death, and if I recall, was present uh, in in the film. He's present when John Belushi overdoses and dies. It's a very strange wow. film. How it's, anyone thought this was a good idea? Aye, and it did. Like it's barely known, and for good reason. It's so off its head. In yeah, I've never heard of it. Um. If uh, if you're wanting an interesting film, it's definitely worth watching. Hmm. Because it just maybe we should do that sometime on the show. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Talking about the the weird diseasedness that is wired, mm. and to bring it back to the point, it's it was it was what 1989, and I can't remember when John Belushi died, but I'm pretty sure it was early 80s, is when he died. Uh, I will double check that quickly, just to emphasize it. But um, it wasn't long afterwards. 1982. It wasn't long okay. afterwards. That's what... Th- I think it just said 1986, yeah, that the film came out. Yeah, 1989 that the film came out. Yeah, so that's like um, seven years afterwards. 
is when this film came out and um it, there's there's certain characters it can't get the uh, certain real life people it couldn't yeah. get the rights to Dan Aykroyd um, who's a good friend of John Belushi's is, obviously uh, wasn't up for it <laughs> uh, no he was against this film he's actually depicted in the film I don't know how they got they the got right to that. use yeah. his name but then he comes out and is like this is a terrible film it shouldn't be made um, but it's a, that sort of personal taste of like um, I guess this it's kind of different because we were talking before about depicting like real life events is where this is about a person a person who supposed to be alive yeah. after he's dead like he, it's oh it's a messed up film and when you're about when it's a real person only seven years after the guy died um it's amazingly out of taste wow that is fascinating that 100 percent is like that's happening on this show like we need because i need to see it yeah i need to know how like tasteless it is that's very fascinating well done, Danny. Do. So you had a very good answer to my question. Yeah, I, I, there's a, I think it's something I think about a lot because that sort of degree of how, how, what artistic liberties you can take with uh, real life people. I yeah. think it is fascinating because obviously everyone gets angry at Batman versus Superman because it's not how, but that's not how I envision Batman. This is yeah, not it's how like I whatever. Superman. And, yeah, yeah. But like, there's a, there's a sense of like, um, more just a cultural betrayal. But when it's about a person or a, an event, like it's, a, it's a personal betrayal, like. Um, if if you depict it in such a bad light for any reason, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. You're so good at talking about movies, Danny. Thanks. Fascinates me. The film I thought you were going to say when you were leading into Titanic, I thought you were going to talk about Braveheart because you were sort of like, "Oh, to bring it home," and I was like, "Is he talking about the homeland?" Ah, uh, bringing it back here. Uh, and I thought you were going to talk about Braveheart, the whole thing where he, what is it? He falls in love with the French prince. Yes, the French queen. The only thing I'd say about Braveheart is it's it's like so like it's such a historic event that it's almost hard to offend anyone at that point yeah because there's not like someone's going around going well i'm william wallace's great 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 no great, no great, not great at all son. so it's kind of harder to depict it in that negative light mm-hmm. i mean you could uh like if you if they went horribly in the wrong direction they could like offend scottish nationalists mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. But you're not going to offend anyone personally. No, I don't think anyone's offended. I just thought that yeah, when you started talking about this sort of personal relationship, I was like, a um, big historical event. I was yeah. like, oh. I mean, that that is fascinating. Though, that, but it's definitely not as bad as like man shooting himself, a real man shooting himself on the on on. Yeah, yeah that's Jesus. Time. That's bad. Like it is who who was working that day when they were you doing have to, that bit This of is script. it. Is that things seem like such a bad idea in hindsight? Is there really no one? ahead of time who hears that and is like hey hey, james hello hello (laughs) when have i just talked to you oh jolly bloody what is it he's why are we doing this (laughs) i don't know is he even british i actually couldn't tell no he's definitely oh hello hello what's what's uh what's the what's the point you're bringing up here uh could you not depict someone as shooting themselves when they didn't uh we'll come back to it let's put a pin in it hello (laughs) hello it's me james James Cameron, James Cameron is the fourth highest grossing director by Worldwide Box Office. And he likes to talk uh, about He's Canadian. Oh! He's apparently a filmmaker and ph- philanthropist. So good job. And deep sea explorer. What a fucking... That's a trifecta right there, isn't it? Filmmaker, phila- philanthropist, and deep sea explorer. I like it, because the first two could be interrelated, because film and yeah. media and like it's so and connected. It's like, and also, he bloody loves going... Getting knee-deep in that water. <laughs> um... Well, that was fun. That was a good question that you answered for me. Last thing I wanted to touch on briefly, which I feel like I don't want to go too deep into because I feel like whenever we go too deep into these kind of things, I end up getting angry 
I get riled up and I start running. Oh, okay. Uh, the Spider-Man, the title for Spider-Man 2 okay, yeah. came out. Yes. Home's Under the Hammer <laughs> or Home Home Alone or something like that. Do you get excited by the release of a, a, a title? Mm, usually, the problem with like a release of a title name is a um, would be an interesting thing if it gave something away. Mm. But for the most part, see, I think now that I've asked, I think I know. Keep going. For the most part, it doesn't usually give anything away. This is the thing about. The- so I thought maybe because I just it just hit me there that I thought like so they you know they unveil that the first one's called Homecoming, hmm. and all the comic book people can be like. I know the homecoming storyline. I've read the homecoming, so that maybe means it has this and this, and there's all the theories and stuff. Yeah, there's stuff like that. Although um, usually, because that's the thing about the Avengers Four title, they've not revealed that yet. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I'm just like, oh, just reveal the fucking thing, like more war. Yeah, what? I, the I, war end. The war. It's not for infinity. It's finite. <laughs> finite war. Finite it war. Went soon. Don't worry about it. Um, it's almost like what? What could Avengers Four be possibly called? that would like pay off this sort of like undoing the bungle <laughs> I, like what what yeah i know like i almost is like i'm i want to know what it is just to see if it's worth hiding the title because uh-huh. i really thought the title would come at the end of Aven- avengers 3 but like like at the end of the credits are oh, the remaining avengers will return in avengers 4 da, 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 da. literally da, did da, da, you da, notice da. that the end of avengers it says uh, Thanos will Thanos return. will return. It doesn't say the Avengers will return. I Aye. only noticed that when I saw it recently. I guess maybe it's because it's obvious Avengers will return in Avengers 4. Or maybe it's because it's easier to say. Or is it because a lot of the Avengers are gone? Yeah, maybe. But um, I get what you mean. Like Avengers 4 type to it's like, just get out of the way because I can't. Like, it would have to be something mind-meltingly bizarre. Mm. Um, like Avengers 4. This one's got Star Wars in it. Like Avengers something like 4 that. go for the head. I'd like to see it called that, like a fucking shoot 'em up sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, it would have to be something as bizarre as that to to make it worth hiding this hype. No, I just I just wonder because I think obviously, like you know, there's going to be a Spider-Man sequel, and you know, there's going to be a Black Panther sequel, even though they disappear in Avengers. Spoilers, mm-hmm. um, but it's like I think just part of me was like, why go just at least wait until Avengers Four is out, and we see how they all get back to life. And then be like, oh, and here's the trailer for the new Spider-Man. Like, I don't know, just with all this stuff. I think, you know what it is? I think it's just because of the way Infinity War ends. I really do just wish they'd put a pin in stuff right now. And help keep that tension held for the full year. I guess the Instead of still constantly releasing new information about what's happening after Avengers 4. Because it just further hits home the point that everything's going to be fine. At the end of Infinity War 2. Mm. Everything's going to be fine. So why bother? Like, what's the tension going to be? Because I know they're going to fix it in the end. So, like... Mm. But, like, the more they release, the more that breaks your suspension of disbelief in that sense. That was kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's like, the more that you hit home that there's definitely a Spider-Man 2, it's like, okay, cool, I guess... I guess I'm literally just going to find out how they save the day. Like... I think the problem is, is that these films are in production they're gonna be like yeah. they're working on guardians of the galaxy and you can't free. keep it under wraps like if you keep it like if you keep it under wraps it will eventually leak and you might as well get on top of that by just announcing it but how good are you gonna be if they're like 
oh they're filming Avengers 3 here's some set photos hey look it's Gamora like hmm. it's gonna fucking suck yeah like cause even that is like such an, a good moment in that film it's like such an interesting moment in that film and it's like she could be one of the characters who is legitimately dead but it's like the second they're like oh we're making Guardians 3 and here she is it's like oh, okay why did I bother sitting through that whole movie if you're not gonna let me wait it's like it's almost like we're getting spoilers hmm from the company who's making the movie you know what I mean it must be tricky for them because mm. they still have to make these films yeah like I guess in their ideal world they you'd never find out the title and Zoe um, Saldana would come under a blanket onto set and mm. then film stuff and then get under a blanket and go home again and no one would ever know that she was ever there um, but this just not how I know I know I, th- I just wish like but it's the whole culture that we live in just now where like everyone has to be talked to death and stuff in terms of these fucking movies and it's like it's weird because the um, two parters usually uh, are like a year apart yeah um, but maybe a year's too long now because maybe. of like that the, the year like because of the internet like being so fast to weed out information I mean you saw how badly Solo's done I think in part to that. Yeah, but that I'm more talking about a two-parter where yeah, okay, they yeah. are like directly <clears throat> continuing the story. Um, Kill Bill style. Huh? Kill Bill style. Were they not a year apart? That was No, I'm pretty sure that was closer. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought they were, because I was about to say, something like Kill Bill was a year apart, but that was maybe in a time where like, a bit harder to weed out like the information. Yeah. Because uh, Kill Bill, I imagine, is quite small scale like compared to this. Hmm. Although Kill Bill has that advantage, it's not filmed in order. Like sorry, it's not shown in order. Yeah. So you could film anything, and they would, you would just suspect uh-huh. it was a. You could say it's a flashback or flash forward. Um. But yeah, I just thought it, we don't have to talk about it long because I just thought it was worth bringing up. Uh, it's, but, it is. It is weird getting to that point where the the title's a big reveal though. Mm. Like this is the title. Like Spider Man Far From Home. Ah, oh, that's what it's called. Not Homes Under the Hammer. <laughs> yeah. Um. It doesn't say anything. I guess. He's not going to be in New York, is what it says. Which, if his fucking school chums, if they're on some kind of field trip to Taiwan or something, and then all of a sudden Spider-Man's swinging about. <laughs> oh, and where's Tom Holland? Our friend, our friend Tom Holland. It's going to get a bit suspicious, isn't it? Aye. I know. I like do- they call him Tom Holland. What do I know? That's why I'm sitting here fucking waxing lyrically about Spider-Man instead of making it or being in it. Uh, it's pretty hot, Danny. Should we bloody wrap it up there? Yeah. We got a good solid one in the tank. Yeah, but that's a good one. Yeah. Like a good core discussion about films in the in the middle there. With uh, <laughs> we got away from weird fucking chat about Love yeah. Island. To I'm excited to do Wired on this podcast. I'm both excited and not excited. Mm. Excited though. Fascinating. Yep. We have so many films lined yeah. up. Yeah. This this because you do an episode like this and it almost feels like oh they didn't have a. They didn't have a film for this week. We have so many films. It's we just, get through. honestly, it is just that life keeps getting in the way. Like, I just moved and you're working all the time, and it's just like, lots been going on. Hmm. Lots been going on. I think once summer kind of moves on, or once we start hitting the end of summer, and once we're kind of settling down a bit, like, we'll be able to get back into it. Yeah. Um, but for now, just expect more just sort of sporadic <laughs> episodes and weird release times and things like Talking that. Talking about the weather. Second opinions update on the, the weather. weather. Let's update everyone on the weather. 
but until then, Daniel Jones, where can people find us? They can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Second Opinion Pod. That's second with a two. Ha, ah, they sure can. Um, let's go because it's hot. Yeah. I mean, not that we're going to go anywhere where it will be cooler, but at the very <laughs> least, we can focus more on not being hot. And on that note, enjoy JJ. You stepped on my bits. Oh, remember that? Memories. Remember that bit from 12 bits ago? That's how I measure time. I I think 12 bits is a bite, isn't it? Measure it by minutes. Measure it by bits. How many jokes did we make in this? So hot (laughs) diet. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. Let's get out of here. Goodbye, everyone. Cheerio. Hello. Hello, villages. (laughs) 